It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Would you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? to another episode of the slam fest podcast where we bring the premier rock concert pre-gaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves i'm brad so exactly one year ago from the date of the concert i'm going to cover on this episode i saw a show at the same venue including some of the same musicians this episode is going to revolve around the Jovi Infinity and Beyond tribute show I saw December 12th, 2022 at the Token Lounge in Westland, Michigan. And to help me out with covering this concert, welcome back to the podcast, Sonny Pooney. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I, you know, I, I love me some Jovi and some Journey. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I, I know that you do, and when I pulled the trigger on this show, I thought, oh, I've got the perfect guest for this episode. So looking forward to it. How are things at Growing Up Rock in Podcast Rock City? Uh, Podcast Rock City, we're about to come up on our 400th. Well, by the time this is out, we'll be past our 400th episode. Um, 
Growing up rock is going great. You know, Stephen and I never see each other and we're never in the same room. So we can have a long lasting relationship. Supposedly marriages are the same way. You can make them last forever if you never got to be in the same room. So there you go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I know you guys on Growing Up Rock have covered Journey. You, you've done like some top tens and, and that type of thing. But have you covered Bon Jovi? Kind of no, because uh, we haven't yet. Uh, we toyed around with making Bon Jovi that year-long thingy we did with Def Leppard. Yeah, um, yeah. We went another route on that. Um, and then it just hasn't come up, right? We just got so many ideas and some of these major bands, we just kind of wait on it, go, oh, we don't got nothing now. Let's do a top 10 blah, right? Yeah, so right. Bon Jovi is still in the yearly uh, list with some other... <laughs> you know, some other acts that we talk about, but uh, yep. we've talked a little bit about Bon Jovi, you know, but uh, not a ton. Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned in the, in the intro there that a year ago <laughs> to the date. So December 17th, 2021, I saw the rock Denver stops tribute tour. Okay. So this included Armageddon, which is a Def Leppard tribute band, rock of love, which is a Poison tribute band, and then Rat Trap. And what's interesting about this is that they are under this Rock Never Stops umbrella. So those three bands, when they play together, they are exchanging members, okay? So there's probably only six, maybe six, seven total guys, and they rotate. So the drummer for Rat Trap will be the singer for Rock of Love, you know? So that's, that's how they do it. So I mentioned that some of these musicians were on the stage this past Saturday night. So Jovi is, they're not under that Rock Never Stops umbrella. They're they are on the same webpage, but they're kind of their own thing. But there's four, <laughs> four guys. Four of the guys are in those other bands also. So that's why I saw some of the same musicians. And, you know, I think that's the probably the, good way to go right you don't have 15 guys that <laughs> you're splitting the money between you've got seven yeah uh you know we interviewed chris green uh probably about six months ago now kind of talking about ticket prices and that kind of thing if you don't know who chris green is he's the guitar player yeah. For yeah yeah and he has a management company now and he was telling us a little bit off the air you would not believe the kind of money tribute bands are making right now. Oh, like they are demanding more money than some of the national acts because they can bring the people in and the national act can't. Um, I don't know if you met Jared Frank ever. He's a friend I, of mine. Yes. I I'm friends with him on yeah. Facebook, but I don't He's think he's in met. 11 tribute bands. That's right. I saw a picture of him, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like of all of his bands that he's in. Holy and, cow. And he's in a, I don't think he's in a journey one. But he's definitely in a Bon Jovi one, and I think he's, I think he's in a Poison one, and I know he's in a Lep Leopard one. Is he the is he the all, the drummer? Drummer, all of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. what I that's what I thought. I saw that picture of <laughs> eleven bands he's in. Holy cow! But I'm with you, right? If you have the talent to do it, and this is the way you're going to make a living, and it sounds like from Chris Green, you can make a serious <laughs> living doing it. Then you know what? You got the talent to do it. Go do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think, uh, you know, not that I want to shun every guitar player, bass player, and drummer on the planet, but they can probably be in seven or eight bands. The vocalist, that's going to be tough because 
man, you got to be a chameleon to be able to do all those voices. Exactly. Yeah. And well, well, and we'll talk about this a little bit. So the, obviously the Jovi band was kind of a mishmash of some of these other musicians that were in these other ones. The journey band is just a journey band and that's all they do. So, you know, when you can't focus, you know, on just one, maybe other stuff's going to suffer, you know, from, from time to time. and, And we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but yeah. Tribute band versus cover band. Right. So when you sent me this, and you sent me that clip of the journey band i'm like oh this must be a cover band this might not be a tribute band because the singer's playing guitar that's not the right way to go yep and they had no they had no costumes right they didn't necessarily look like them right they were just in pretty much just in jeans and that's a cover band to me that's not tribute button down shirts and that and that type of thing well but yeah, on the other hand, I think you, I think you, were, you were impressed, or at least you thought that was oh, a yeah. good, a good rendition. And then the Jovi one <laughs> that we'll get into, they they dressed up a little bit more and tried to, tried to mimic, you know, some of some of their look as well. And we'll we'll talk about what what you heard <laughs> when I sent you that clip. But so with these two bands, Journey, obviously the challenge is obviously the voice, right? I mean, you've got to. You've got to hit that. You've got to hit those notes. You've got to hit that voice to to pull this off. And also, I mean, Neil Sean's guitar work. You know, some of that guitar work is 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 intricate and and very unique to kind of his sound and his tone. So I think you've got to get that. Challenges with Bon Jovi. I, I think you're you're dealing with production. Those albums, those big albums were so heavily produced and layers and layers and layers of backing vocals, right? How do you how do you recreate it? You know, that type of thing. I can remember hearing a band in high school, so late 80s, and they covered, I mean, it was, a, you know, these guys were in their early 20s probably, and they tried to cover You Give Love a Bad Name. Ah, it just sounded so thin, you know? I mean, it just they couldn't i mean give them all the credit they were it was live you know they were performing it there wasn't uh quote unquote backing tracks or whatever but it just i don't know it was rough because they they couldn't recreate that big chorus and you know that's that's what you got to deal with when you're (laughs) trying to capture some of these bands what's interesting is in karaoke bon jovi's way doable i mean i've done wanted dead or alive you give love a bad name me and Tony do it together with the third voice being our third voice, right? Yeah. And we can nail that. Doing a journey song? Dude, you're, <laughs> you'll get things thrown at you. Like, right? So it's opposite of karaoke because you don't got to come up with all that other stuff. That's that's very interesting. Yeah, that's a great way to that's a great way to look at it. So backgrounds with bands on the bill. So Sonny, I I've never seen Bon Jovi. Oh, so, isn't that unbelievable? And I was supposed to see Bon Jovi and Brian Adams in the summer of 2020. They had just like 10 dates that they were doing big arenas. You know, it was going to be in Detroit uh, at Little Caesars. And we all know what happened to concerts in 2020. So they just scrapped it. You know, it wasn't a, a full blown tour. So they just scrapped that. And so unfortunately, I'm still going and I. You know, we kind of saw some of the some of the videos of <laughs> of Bon Jovi recently, and it was a little rough. So I may have missed my uh, 
Well, who knows? I guess who knows what it would have sounded like in 2020 if he sounded like he did in 21. So anyway, never, never saw him, unfortunately. Wow. I've had, uh, so I went to the archives. I've seen him eight times. So twice in 87 with Cinderella, twice in 89 with Skid Row, twice in 93 with Extreme. Oh, wow. Saw him in 95 and saw him in 2001. Yeah. And then I kind of, you know, this is with a lot of bands like <laughs> you could say the same thing about priest people people say the same thing about maiden they definitely say it about Def leopard like you know the bang zone of us being in our teens and our 20s that's the stuff that we're gonna live with i was still there and have a nice day right I, it was yeah. good you know some of the singles they released was cool um i really liked the who says you can't go home the duet mm-hmm. thought that was yeah. great i didn't yep. think it was great without the duet but i thought it was better with the duet um, but then the country vibe just kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which was even, I mean, Richie was, you know, he was there even kind of for the beginning yeah, of the, some of that, but, but then it really got, yeah. After he left. Yeah. But like really homebound train is not country to me. Right. Like that's like rock right. country. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Blood <laughs> on blood. I guess you could make it country, but it's not really country. Yeah. Yeah. So they had exactly. hints of that acoustic twangy. They liked that, you know, the King of Swing kind of stuff. But they didn't go full country till later on. Yeah. yeah. They just grew up. I mean, you, you know. Right. You can't right. talk about the same shit when you're 60. Like, come on. <laughs> right. Leave right. that to the podcasters. Like, you can't exactly. do that if you're a professional. Exactly. Exactly. So did you come in at, at Slippery When Wet with Bon Jovi? Or was yeah. Even so uh, 86, that's my graduation year. Okay. And, um, you know, I I kind of started uh, really getting into the music in 84. And he hadn't really hit MTV big yet. There was a few videos out, but there wasn't a ton. But, oh, my God, when Slippery When Wet came out, he was on MTV every 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Right? You couldn't get away from it. Yeah. And oh, the women! Oh, you go to a Bon Jovi live show; it was wall to wall women, <laughs> right? So it was definitely worth going. And anybody that I had a hint of interest in was a Bon Jovi fan and a yeah. Def Leppard fan. So you just you couldn't get away from it. And hooky songs. I mean, there's no oh, reason yeah. to get away from it. Slippery oh, yeah. One Wet, the Desert Island for me. Uh, New Jersey's close, right? Um, but yeah, there's no way you can grow up in the 80s and not really be a Bon Jovi fan. You're trying really hard not to be a Bon Jovi fan if you're not. If you're right, right. Right, because I mean, you're I, Metallica, Megadeth, cool, and you can't like Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I was not into the, I was not really into the thrash thing. So yeah. I remember the In and Out of Love video. You know, I didn't yeah. purchase that, but when I saw that you give Love a Bad Name video. Oh, yeah. In that summer of 86, I mean, I, my mom, take me to the store. I'm buying this thing. Thank God it didn't have the original cover. <laughs> oh, I have, that's right. I have that print right there. I have the I mean, print I, signed by uh, Mark right there. I, I, I'm sure I, yeah, I would have loved it. I love it now, but my mom probably wouldn't have let me get it. <laughs> oh, no it, way. If it had that on there. Oh, right, I have so. that on vinyl, too. <laughs> I'm sure it's worth a pretty penny, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So how about Journey? What was your entry point? Yeah, so Journey, them. my entry points, I actually a little bit earlier because uh, my dad liked Top 40 Radio, yep. and I grew up in the Bay Area. And you would wow. think Journey, 
that every journey song was a number one hit in america that was so so overplayed any dance you go to any high school thing you do any sporting event you go to they they played constantly (laughs) now the problem is is that by the time i really get into music though they're headed for a hiatus right because right. i'm yeah. really super getting into music by the time 86 rolls around i did see journey live right before perry left and then i didn't see him again until Audrey 12 years later yeah yeah right so they were already kind of on the outs so you know but it's hard not you know to live in the bay area and not be a journey <laughs> fan like that's right. that's really difficult and again the voice Dude, Steve yeah. Perry is one of the best singers of our generation. I don't give a shit who says what. Come on. Like, yeah. you're trying really hard not to like Steve Perry if you don't think he's one of the best yeah. singers of our generation. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I don't know how you can, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, yeah. <laughs> and say, and say that. So, yeah. And I've, I I've met covered... the guys because my first oh. meet and greet ever was with Journey on back-to-back nights. Because Jeff Scott Soto was in the band. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So I got pictures yeah, yeah. of Neil Sean and Roly. Uh, yeah, Roly and all those guys. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So yeah, I've covered. I've covered Journey. So I, I saw him on that. Uh, what is that? The 30th year anniversary yeah. tour. Oh uh, five with Ajiri yeah. on there, and yep. that was that was great. I mean, they they played forever. You know, yep. it was just them evening with with Journey and that type of thing. So good good stuff so yeah let's move on to the let's move on to the show head scratching intros from both bands so the mr rogers theme song (laughs) was playing over the pa before infinity and beyond started by the way infinity and beyond what a great name you know the old buzz lightyear to infinity and beyond infinity and beyond taking the album the album title and and using that good good stuff so mr rogers theme for whatever reason and then kicked into message of love any way you want it love and touching and squeezing stone and love keep on running la du da after the fall why can't this night go on forever just the same way who's crying now lights escape wheel in the sky Walks like a lady. Where were you? Only the young. I'll be all right without you. Faithfully, don't stop believing and close with separate ways. You know, zero songs off of those first three albums, which is no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, three songs from Infinity, two from Evolution, three from Departure, five from Escape, three from Frontiers, one from the Vision Quest soundtrack, two from Raised on Radio. One from Trial by Fire, and then nothing, obviously, from Arrival through Freedom. So what do you think of that set list, Sonny? <laughs> so it's got all the hits. So that, that part's not the issue. And I've never seen a Bon Jovi tribute band, but I have seen a Journey tribute band. Oh, okay. Before. Yeah, I meant to so, ask you that at the top. Yeah, yep. yeah. I saw Resurrection once mm. um, at the Wisconsin State Fair uh, nice. about four years ago. Okay. And uh, they opened for Warrant? I think they opened for Warrant. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But they had, you know, they they only they could only play like twelve or fifteen songs, so it was all yeah. the hits. Yeah. yeah. But if I got together a hundred people on the street in San Francisco that was our age, and said, "Sing me any part of Message of Love," 
you would be a zero hit rate. Zero. I can't even remember how that song goes. How the hell do you open with that? You're, even the Mr. Rogers theme. Okay. We all know who Mr. Rogers is. We're all the same age. Like, okay, got it. But, dude, open with any way you want it. That's the way to open. Yeah. No, it was it was surprising. I'm actually I'm a fan of that song, Message yeah. of Love. I didn't think they would even touch Trial by Fire. I thought, you know, yeah. I thought they'd play from infinity through Raised on Radio. So the fact that they started with it, but you're right. I mean, the whole place was like stood what's there. Going on? Exactly. I mean, they <laughs> they didn't know. So yeah, whether it was I you know, and again, did they start off because you know they've got uh, you know the, the the sound guys probably dialing some stuff in during the first song, whatever. Yeah, it was it was a little bit surprising that they would start off with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with with that song. But then yeah, so then they went you know went in played three hits. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, keep on running is, you know, people would know what keep on running is. Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, that clip you sent me of only the young. I thought it sounded great. I thought the singer had more of a rock voice than he had like a soul type voice. But dude, Steve, I mean, come on, it's Steve I, I know, right? You're not going to be able to rep. Steve Audrey couldn't replicate the soul. <laughs> Jeff Scott Soto didn't do it, and Arnell's not doing it either, right? You just can't do it, yeah. right? But yeah. there's a there's a soul to Perry's voice that when you don't hear it, you miss it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. But the guy hit every note. I don't know if they were in the right key they might have changed the key a little they, but, they may have yeah but it was rock and it was powerful but i couldn't get past the he's a tribute band what the hell are you playing the guitar <laughs> i know thinking about that song i guess if they wanted they needed somebody to pay the play those arpeggiated chords and then the guy doing the lead stuff was kind of yeah. you know doing a little bit and maybe they just wanted to double that a little bit but yeah i mean that does it, it looks a little bit it looks a little bit odd, right? <laughs> from that from that standpoint. But that I mean La Duda, I love that song. Yeah. And apparently it was a request. Somebody threw up a piece of paper or something. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was staged yeah. or whatever, yeah. but I, I mean I'm sure they've got this was a 20 song set, and I'm sure they've probably got a pretty deep, you know, repertoire of songs that they can pull out. But I mean, some of them, I mean, after the fall, just the same way, even playing escape, you know, some of that I thought was pretty cool. You know, it's on the essential journey. But like you said, how many people could sing escape or where were you, you know, some of those songs. So they they kind of trickled in some some deep cuts, which which I appreciated. But then they hit you hard at the end. You know, those oh, yeah. last five or have to. Yeah, are great and yeah. they were fun. I mean, you could tell even in that video they, they had smiles on their faces. You know, it was it was fun and they were they were playing obviously some great 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 music and the keyboard guy, even so just the same way he he sang uh, that song and yeah. uh, that came across that came across well. So yeah, overall they were they were good. Now I've been to this place a ton. The Ace Fraley was just there a week ago, Sonny. Oh, okay at that same at that same venue so i've been there a ton you can see in the video there were there were tables set up on the floor yeah which is i've never seen that before but again you had some you had some older you know couples and you know that type of thing so i could i could understand it and again it yeah it just wasn't a 
a situation where it was going to get out of hand at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the blue room here is set up that way in Harrison. Oh, okay. So yeah. there's a pit in front where you can buy tickets if you want there, and usually, usually it's twenty bucks. Yep. And then they have round tables you could sit at that are actually assigned seating, right? And they're the like twenty five bucks. Yep. Same right? thing at this point. And you can stand yep. up there if you want, or you can sit down for a while yeah. if you want. The stage is yeah. elevated enough to where, if you wanted to sit, you could. And I yeah. think it's I think it's great. Yeah. But could you imagine if they opened with separate ways? Dude, the place would be jumping right out of the gate. <laughs> but they played Message of Love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but the guitar player, he did a great job. You know, he, uh, he, he you know, I mean, playing some of those Neil uh, licks and, and that type of stuff was, was good. And, and this is a Detroit area band. Okay. Um, you go to their website, it says Detroit's you know, journey tribute or cover band, however you want to, <laughs> however you want to say it. Right. So, but all in all, yeah, it was very enjoy enjoyable and 20 song set. I mean, they, that was, that was an hour and a half, man. They, they played, they, or maybe even a little bit longer. So it was good. So moving on to Jovi's set list and again, odd intro. So serious Chicago Bulls would come out or even hell, Nebraska's football team uses that thing. I, I have no idea what, where that came from or why they played that before coming out. But Jovi's 16 song set list, Raise Your Hands, Born to Be My Baby, You Give Love a Bad Name, Never Say Goodbye, She Don't Owe Me, In and Out of Love, Run Away, Let It Rock, Wanted Dead or Alive, I'll Be There for You, Bad Medicine, Lay Your Hands on Me, Who Says You Can't Go Home, Blaze of Glory, It's My Life, and Closed Out with Living on a Prayer. So, again, no surprise that it's very heavy. <laughs> the first five albums, which I figured it would be. I didn't think they'd really play anything past uh, the... Actually, I thought maybe they'd touch Keep the Faith, but they did not. And then they played the one song from Crush, one song from Have a Nice Day, and pulled out the solo song Blaze of Glory, which was which was interesting, actually. And uh, it actually sounded really good. <laughs> I've never, obviously never seen that song performed live, but it sounded pretty good. What did what'd you think of this set? Again, no real surprises, except maybe those later album cuts that they pulled out. Yeah, difference here is pretty much any Jovi fan is going to know at least 12 of these and there's going to be a good amount that all 16 will be known. And yeah. I would say, you know, jo Jovi's a top, Bon Jovi's a top 40 band for me. And I know all 16 of these songs that could sing you, right, the hook, right? Right. right. So, yep. but that clip of Lay Your Hands on Me, <laughs> dude, that, that was brutal. The homie sounded bad. So yeah, I'm so surprised <laughs> he sounded good at Blaze of Glory because what you sent me sounded bad. Yeah, and it was it's funny that he he had just changed had a wardrobe change. So the first what is that? 11 songs, he had the long hair, he had sunglasses, he had whatever outfit it on, he had on. And then he went off and he got the short hair wig and whatever that Captain America outfit he was wearing or whatever that that, that workout suit or whatever it was. And came out and, and started singing. So again, so 12 songs in, this guy was the same guy that fronted the Def Leppard tribute I saw a year ago. So 
you know, the rat kind of the raspy, the raspy voice. But like, like I said, if he's, you know, ultimately got to do both those bands, you know, is it is one lacking or is one suffering because he's <laughs> doing them both? John is tough to replicate. Steve Perry is 10 times a singer John ever was. John is hard to replicate. It's just there's this like uh, unique rasp. There's a little bit of pop in his voice. It's just really. I've, see, I've heard more people do Joe Elliott better than they have done John. But now I've never seen a John Bon Jovi tribute band. And after what I saw of Lay Your Hands on Me, I don't know if I ever want to. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was rough at times, and it and it's again the the bass player why he was wearing this that weird top hat thing I, I have no idea, but he had some decent backing vocals throughout. The drummer, to me, almost may it might have had the best voice of them all, you know, throughout the throughout the night, and and did a great job with with some of the some of the backing vocals, and and as I mentioned initially. You know, trying to replicate the production, right? The big gang choruses and that stuff. You know, they they did an okay job. I mean, lay your hands on me. I don't. Who knows how many layers of vocals are on that studio version, right? And trying to trying to replicate that. But who says you can't go home was awesome, actually. And I was it was totally caught off guard that they were going to do that, and it, it came across great live it's my life was cool i like that that's a good song again overall it was it was fun but they were not as good as the journey band they and you could tell that by one song each yeah. right yeah <laughs> so but again it was fun and it was fun to hear those songs live i'm trying to think if i had ever heard any a cover band or anybody play bon jovi i mean i've seen hairball have you ever seen hairball Sonny? I've never seen Hairball. Okay. Um, I've heard cover bands do uh, Living on a Prayer, You Give Bad, Love a Bad Name. Okay, yeah. Um, but it's always a female singer. Oh, I've there never you go. heard a male singer do it. Interesting. Yeah, I think Hairball does it. I think they do a couple of Bon Jovi songs, so I probably would have heard. I have probably heard those before, but in any event, it was it was a fun, it was a fun way to end the in the year for me, I actually I actually saw 18 shows wow. <laughs> this year, which which is funny. You go back to 20, it was six, and then I think it was 11 or so last year, and actually got my way up to 18. So all in all, it was it was fun. That's good. And now onto the concert calendar. So the tribute band Jovi has nine shows scheduled in 2023, starting with January 28th at the Diesel Concert Lounge in Chesterfield, Michigan. Then they hit Battle Creek, West Dundee, Illinois, Harrison, Ohio at the Blue Note, which Sonny mentioned earlier, Wyandotte, Michigan, Springfield, Michigan a couple times, Lake Orion, Michigan, and then back in Westland, Michigan, but not at the Token Lounge at a place called Chatters. The real Bon Jovi does not have any tour dates scheduled at this time. Infinity and Beyond, the Journey Tribute, has one show January 28th 
also at the Diesel Concert Lounge in Chesterfield, Michigan. So they'll be playing with Jovi again in about a month. And then the real journey has a slew of dates for 2023. Starting on January 27th, Durant, Oklahoma. Then they hit Pennsylvania, Virginia, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, Louisiana, Texas, Florida, Washington, D.C., Connecticut, Quebec, Ontario, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, Kansas, Wyoming, Idaho, Washington, Oregon, and they close out in California, specifically Thousand Palms, California, on April 25th. So for more specific details on these shows, check out the Tribute Band's websites and check out Journey's official website for specific city, venue, and ticket information. So now onto the band on the bill spotlight. So I had this idea. I, you know, again, I've never seen Bon Jovi, so I haven't been able to cover them and wouldn't be able to cover them unless I saw a tribute band. So that's that's part of the reason I kind of wanted to to go to this to because I had this interesting idea of, of a journey versus Bon Jovi deal. And so so stay with me here, Sonny, for a second. I think you can argue if you split the 80s up, so 80 to 84, 85 to 89, that journey during 80 to 84 might have been the biggest band around at that time. And from 85 to 89, Bon Jovi might have been the biggest rock band around i you know i i didn't send sonny any of this stuff so he has no uh he didn't do any research on it or to think about it but so you look at def leopard obviously two diamond albums one in the first half one in the second half right so they're they're kind of an anomaly you know motley crew you know they had some decent stuff early on but i was kind of looking at sales numbers and trying to you know i looked at u2 even i looked at prints I mean, Prince, the first half was, you know, four times platinum with 99 and diamond with yeah. purple ring. That's pretty big. ACDC, obviously, even though I don't know, don't really count them as a 80s, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, because they was that album was 1980. Bruce Springsteen, you know, he obviously had a big first half. So anyway, looking at this, I thought, huh, you, you could you could argue that Journey yeah. was, you know, yeah. so Departure three times platinum in 1980 reached number eight escape diamond obviously reached number one frontiers six times platinum reached number two three top 10 albums nine top 40 singles four top 10 singles and one number one which i'm surprised that they only had one number one. Oh, on i the... didn't even think they had a number one i thought it stalled so, at two i i think that's open arms unless wiki is wrong that's the one that that's the one that showed oh, I me number st- one. Oh, I thought it stalled at two. That's but interesting. I'm not positive either. Yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. But I and know Jovi has more number one hits. They do. Sure. Yeah. So so Bon Jovi from eighty five to eighty nine, right? So seventy eight hundred Fahrenheit platinum reached number thirty seven. Slippery one wet diamond reached number one. New Jersey seven times platinum reached number one. So two top top ten albums, nine top forty songs, eight top 10 and four of those (laughs) went to number one so comparable 
you know, which which is kind of interesting, at least from that standpoint. And then just for fun, I was kind of looking at some of their the tours. Holy shit, Sonny. And I guess this this will this will resonate with you a little bit. So Journey on the Escape Tour, four nights at the Forum, five nights at the Cow Palace, <laughs> which doesn't surprise you as you're well, Bill your Graham head. loved them because oh they God. were on everything. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But so get this though. So Detroit, Michigan, they played towards the beginning of that tour six nights at Pine Knob, which is the amphitheater out up here. 15,000 people. They played six nights. <laughs> and then they came back to Detroit in 1982 and played two nights at Joe Louis Arena, which is 20,000 seater. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> that is unbelievable. So interesting to kind of, you know, look at that. Plus they, on the Frontiers tour, they were playing three nights, almost every stop. It's like, whoa. But the competition wasn't necessarily, you know, in that early 80s, maybe the competition wasn't as much. Or do you just think it was a different a different world at that point? They got both. Yeah. They got the rock fan and the pop fan. And that's hard to get. They were riding the line with the ballads and with the rock stuff in separate ways. Got every rocker, yeah. right? Don't don't oh, stop yeah. believing didn't get you. Separate ways got you. <laughs> right. 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 They were riding the line and they won. Yeah. And of course, with Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet Tour, they oh. started off, they were opening initially, right? And then it kind of switched, which is similar to White Snake on their album. They were opening for Motley Crue. Um, the girls, girls, girls tour until that thing exploded. But at least for, you know, up here, interesting to kind of look at. So they played Cobo Hall two nights in March of, of 80, what would that have been? 87. And then two months later, they played three nights at Joe Louis Arena in Detroit. They came back and played to 60,000 fans. So just unbelievable with, yeah. you know, with the, with the stands and multi-night stands of these of these tours, you know, playing the Tokyo Dome, two nights at the Tokyo Dome on the Jersey tour. You know, it's just, it was unbelievable. Just, I was kind of diving into some of those yeah. tour numbers and it's like, holy crap. Yeah. You could stuff. also argue that Journey is a radio band and Jovi was an ah, MTV band. Yes. Yeah. Great point. Right. Great point. Cause that separate ways video is. <laughs> yeah. It's just stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Right. So, so after going through all that data and all the, all those numbers and all that stuff, I thought, Hey, let's take journeys, two biggest albums in the early eighties and put them up against Bon Jovi's two biggest albums. But let's just take, I mean, from the diamond albums, let's put, uh, what did I do? Seven versus seven songs. And then on, on the other two, just five versus five and kind of strategically putting like songs up against each other and see and see where we stand so starting off with escape versus slippery when wet so escape released july 31st 81 produced by mike stone kevin elson charted number one as i said and is certified diamond and slippery when wet released august 18th of 86 produced by bruce fairbairn charted number one and is certified diamond so right out of the gates don't stop believing versus living on a prayer. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? <laughs> Don't stop believing is absolutely classic. 
right? The only way living on a prayer is getting in people's head is they are sick of hearing, don't stop believing. That's the only way, right? But in every way, don't stop believing is better than living on a prayer. They're two great songs. And you're talking about like uh, Slippery is one of my desert island and Escape is not, but still don't stop believing. Dude, it is literally everywhere. And thanks to Sopranos, oh, I think God, that's yeah. what made it Diamond because their Escape was not a Diamond album. That happened recently. It just happened a oh, year ago. Just, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So I think that them being in movies and blah, blah, blah really kind of helped it out. But yeah, don't stop. Yeah. Thinking. Buy the landslide. There. Yeah. Buy a landslide? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, don't stop believing classic classic song great build as it goes and out and the outro perry's vocal during that is is un, untouchable so living on a prayer i remember buying the cassette right for, because of you give love a bad name and listening to the first side and living on a prayer popped obviously and it I, probably was my first introduction to a talk box i started thinking about that i'm like it you know in 86 i didn't know peter frampton I didn't yeah, know no. Aerosmith, Sweet Emotion. Because that's old, that's old people music. That's old that, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, so I didn't yeah. know any of that. And Kickstart My Heart hadn't come out. And Man that's in the right. Box hadn't come out. All that, right? So this was, I'm like, what the hell is that? What is that sound in there? I like it, but what yeah. is that sound? And then, of course, the video just is ingrained oh, in my head, right? I mean, the, the rehearsals in black and white, and then it turns to color. And they have that hoisting thing that they... Which I guess they they actually do that. I guess I've never really seen a yeah, video. Yeah. Did they actually lift them up? Yeah, yeah. And if you think <laughs> okay. about it, if you think about those videos, "Wanted Dead or Alive," you give a yeah. bad name, "Living on a Prayer." They spend no money. I know, right? It's just clips of yeah. They spend no money. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's no dolphins. Yeah. No. There's no slash coming out of the water. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Just cut away, cut away, cut away. To... <laughs> yeah. And then, there's not even anybody in the in the rehearsal hall, right? He's flying no, around. There's nobody. no people. Yeah, there's no <laughs> people. <laughs> That's right. They the budget was was low, and those those video, videos were very very memorable. But so here's, I, I mean, this is a this is a coin toss for me. But living up here, of course, the born and raised in South Detroit, yeah, also known as Canada. Or the Detroit River, because there's no South Detroit. <laughs> it's the joke that everyone makes up here. So, anyway, I am actually going with Living on a Prayer. Oh, okay. Over, over, don't stop believing it. It was funny, Sonny, when I came up with this idea. I just, picked, I think it's right around Thanksgiving, picked up my daughter at the airport from college and was bringing her home and had my son with me. And I threw that question out to them, and they were split <laughs> on those songs, too. So I thought, ooh. That this could be good. I, this could be this could be a fun thing to to do. So, all right, next ma matchup. So, Stone and Love versus You Give Love a Bad Name. This one was fairly easy for me because it's my favorite Journey song versus my not favorite Bon Jovi <laughs> song. So that was pretty easy. And when I tell people Stone and Love is my favorite Journey song, people look at me like I have five eyes, and I'm like, guys, come on. Then you haven't heard the song enough. I, love Sonny, I, I am I my notes right here. I'll send them to you. My favorite journey song. <laughs> yes. Seriously, I mean yeah. that that riff and just the oh, yeah. the lyrics. This the summer 
you know, summer, summer, summer yeah. feel. It just, it, it's just awesome. Yeah. Now I love, I love you give a well, yeah, love so bad I. name. Yeah. I, I, it's a great song, and you know, it's what obviously hooked me to buy the album. But I, it just can't, it just can't move Stone and Love. I'm going with Stone and Love as well. So we're on the same page there. Interesting. <laughs> Next up, Who's Crying Now versus Wanted Dead or Alive? <laughs> All right. So Who's Crying Now has got a great melody. And of course, Perry absolutely kills the vocal. But Wanted Dead or Alive, I'm going to go with because it kills a karaoke. Did you do that song at karaoke? And everybody's in, right? And uh, absolutely, I've just it it really cemented my love for the song. It's not my favorite Bon Jovi song. My favorite Bon Jovi song isn't on this list. Yeah, but um, I gotta go with "Wanted Dead or Alive." But I really like "Who's Crying." Yeah, yeah, I I love "Who's Crying Now." And actually, I, looking at the charting, I I forgot how big that song was. That made it to three. <laughs> <laughs> on the charts yeah. i mean i could remember hearing it on the radio a, a ton uh even even back in the day i used to wake up even as a you know, elementary school kid in the early 80s to my music on my alarm that's that's what would wake me up versus uh an actual alarm going yeah. off so i can i can remember hearing it and yeah great melody great backing vocals uh on who's crying now but <laughs> wanted dead or alive just the the build of it as it as it goes and kind of hits the hits the oh, climax yeah. of it yeah. and then comparable to the faithfully video right it's about being on the road and the yeah. faithfully video is is similar which i love both those videos and how about that rendition that john and richie did on the vmas obviously oh, right yeah. i mean that yeah, yeah, yeah. that was yeah. i mean that's when i could really tell that john john's voice on that i i kind of didn't give him the credit i think that he was due he kills the vocal on that vma the version of the song so i'm with you wanted dead or alive yeah. over who's crying now uh for me as well next up so keep on running versus raise your hands so this is where journey gets a little tough for me because okay let's call it what it is those first three albums are a tough list <laughs> right 
really and when tough. i hear songs like keep on running it's got like that little connection to the first three albums right and i kind of i'm like oh. <laughs> i love raise your hands it's underrated and people don't ever talk about it but it's a great song it's just hidden in all these other great songs that are on that album right so i'm going with raise your hands yeah yeah keep on running a, a cool riff but yeah it does have kind of that it's got a it's still got a tie to the 70s version of the band i think the the backing vocals are are good but yeah at the very end i my notes just say it's okay <laughs> it's okay uh raise your hands i i assume they well this tribute band kicked off you know the, their show with it i think they kicked off this tour uh with that song as well didn't they raise your hands uh yeah i think so uh they, which is a great opener if they keep, did yeah they kept changing their opening song so okay yeah i mean this song raise your hands could have kicked off oh, the yeah. album yeah. as well i mean let it rock works yeah. and they have that long intro but yeah it could have kicked off the album and yeah just uh you're right underrated underrated uh underrated song and uh of course the outro you know he's he's yelling out vancouver and yeah. new york and of course detroit he's not stupid it's so, it's so funny detroit gets call outs and songs like you know huey lewis in the news part of rock and roll yeah. right at the end right it's just because of the way it rolls off the tongue right. i think detroit exactly you know is. it just yeah. <laughs> it just works so i am with you raise your hands over keep on running all right next up so we're gonna slow things down here and well kind of i guess still they ride from journey versus without love from bon jovi so what do you think so i am a huge ballad fan and these two bands do some awesome ballads but i will tell you without love is so underrated as a ballad if there was no wanted dead or alive i think without love would be a lot bigger um and some of my favorite bon jovi songs are the ballads so mm -hmm. I, i'm gonna go with without love journey has nice. better songs and still they ride yeah yeah yep so yeah still they ride again yes very slow obviously acoustic number but i i love that uh during the chorus right that gets the kind of the lead lead guitar melody call and response yeah. with perry that 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 part just just gets me and it, you're right sonny if wanted dead or alive wasn't on <laughs> slippery when wet without love probably would have been elevated up obviously as a single i mean we're going to get to the other ballad on on that album on both of these albums here at the end uh of this but you're right it, it probably would have done better but i'm gonna go with still they ride just I, without love i i uh not i haven't heard it probably as much i probably skipped it as a kid <laughs> i probably didn't like it for whatever reason as a kid and so it's just not it just doesn't uh have as much uh memory uh, yeah the me, problem so. with that song a little bit is john doesn't really let the hook breathe really so he's like going through the whole chorus and there's no like stops in there to where you can yeah. feel some emotion yeah it's almost right. like he's talking it, right and uh so that turns people off because yeah. you know, people want the big emotion side you feel whatever <laughs> you want to feel and then you kind of go on to the next thing right yep yep so, good next up escape so the title cut versus the aforementioned let it rock which kicked off slippery when wet 
What do you think here? All right, so this is where people hang up or throw shit at me. I've never liked the song Escape. I don't know why. I, no, I never I, connected. I, I will say why, but finish your thought. Yeah, so I've never liked it. And I think Let It Rock is way underrated. Right now, I don't need all the intro. See, what happens with, uh, for some reason, John likes doing that stuff. And mm-hmm. if you see him live, he gets a little preachy. He gets, he kind of gets like very church preachy. Mm-hmm. and uh more than striper like like it's it's that level right and yeah. i'm like what are you doing are you gonna start throwing bibles out like understand just get <laughs> on with it right so i don't need the long intros whatever but that song is really rocking but i've never liked this game and i don't know what it is yeah yeah okay yeah so i let it rock it, it and it's cool and i know you and i are on the same page with with like instrumentals or like intros that are their their own tracks it's like why yeah. is, it, is it just part of the song they did it right here it's part of the yeah. song yeah the it's just woes, not necessary right? the oh woes are great i actually thought that this song kind of during the verse and stuff kind of sounded like lover boy his vocal delivery kind of the space in the in the riffing maybe loving every minute of it kind of here and there i just i got that feel when i was listening to it here most recently so like the song, I, again, I probably thought Raise Your Hands uh, would have been a better intro, but Escape. So right in the middle of my notes here, I say musical breakdown is cool, almost sounds rushish. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> which, is, which is why you probably don't like it. Anytime song... <laughs> Journey gets to those first three albums, dude, I lose interest. This this song, interesting arrangement is what I've said, because it kind of goes, you know, in a weird yeah. direction. I mean, it just it just does, which I'm usually not a fan of, but I actually I actually like it. And so I'm actually going with Escape over over wow. Let It Rock. But I know that's a that's a stretch <laughs> for you. So closing this album versus album out we're going with open arms which was i again i've got listed number one but that's that's off of uh, wikipedia that it that it made it and then never say goodbye which was which was our middle school slow dance song which is which is funny but what do you what do you think here sonny our senior ball song by the way was this could be the night Oh my gosh. Nice. Yeah. 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 Love that song. Always. Yeah. Great song. I absolutely love never say goodbye again. If there's no wanted dead or alive, you got another killer ballad here. Yep. But it does not touch open arms. (laughs) Dude. Steve Perry is at a new place on the vocal in open arms. Nobody can replicate that. And I, this guy sounded good on the clip you sent me. I would have been arms folded, right? Looking for something to throw at him if you would have fucked up open arms. Well, they didn't they didn't even attempt it. <laughs> <That's> smart. <laughs> so, right? I didn't think they were going to. I, I I'm sure the, the keyboard guy, I'm sure he could pull it off on the piano, but yeah, that would have been that would have been tough to, to pull so, off. I'm going with open arms. All right. All right. So yeah, I mean obviously open arms you know classic classic beautiful song classic song and the vocal is is unbelievable but as i mentioned with never say goodbye i 
I mean, I hear that lead guitar melody and Sonny, this thing takes me back to ninth grade, you know, immediately. And some of the lyrics, of course, I was a little too young, hanging out in the backseat of the car, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, parking, you know, bottles being his best friend, all that stuff, six pack in the radio, right? I was, I was too young, technically, you know, really for, for that, but still, Anytime somebody puts that type of stuff in a song like that, I, I love it because it's a it's a throwback to to high school, you know, and, and that type of thing. So I'm actually going with Never Say Goodbye just just because of the just because of the connection inside with me. So but love one both thing songs. about Bon Jovi, which Journey does a little bit, but for some reason it resonates better with Bon Jovi. Richie and John are writing lyrics that literally anybody could write, right? So it makes you feel like a song you could have wrote, which absolutely connects you because it's so simple. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the other thing I, I didn't mention kind of at the top, so with Slippery When Wet, obviously, the Bon Jovi, Desmond Child <laughs> connection obviously started with this album. All of the journey stuff, for the most part, I think, is written by the band members. I don't think they they didn't really go outside. I mean, they had Jonathan Kane and they had Neil Sean yeah, and they they had Steve Perry. They didn't yeah. need to, right? Yeah. So when Escape came out, Journey had been around for ten years already, right? Yeah. I mean, this was Slippery When Wet was the was Bon Jovi's yeah. third album, so a little bit. Yeah, little and bit I different. think Journey missed an opportunity, though, man. If those guys could have gotten along. They were going right. from front escape to frontiers, basically, to Perry's solo album, right. to raised on radio, and they dumped five years of the '80s. They had another diamond album in them, probably. They probably sell another forty million records, and they just go off the cliff. I know. Yeah, the peak of kind of this. <laughs> this genre or whatever <laughs> yeah. right of music yeah. the the late 80s and they wow. i mean they put out that greatest hits album obviously oh yeah and, that's why in I, went, 88. I think that would didn't that go diamond too yeah that <laughs> yeah. went diamond too it did yeah it did which is which is hilarious so all right moving on to the next set and again only five songs each because again these weren't diamond albums so I, I brought it down a little bit and tightened it up so so frontiers released february 1st of 83 produced by mike stone and kevin elson again same guys charted number two and is certified six times platinum new jersey released september 19th of 88 produced by bruce fairbairn charted at number one is certified seven times platinum so interesting right both diamond albums and then they they both went down to six and seven <laughs> times platinum respectively which is which is interesting so let's start this one off so separate ways versus bad medicine yeah i uh i like bad medicine it just gets a little repetitive <laughs> right isn't this the not done is, yeah, isn't really, he does that yeah, a couple of times so i don't really he know he does it a couple of times yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah. and i remember thinking you're done just stop dude separate ways i mean what a rocker right yeah. like it hooked pretty much every rocker journey had me anyway because of the ballads but to know that they could rock like that and steve's voice still come out strong um videos beyond stupid <laughs> i get it but uh 
that song is, in my opinion, better than Bad Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, separate ways. Yeah. Keyboard melody, driving riff, the, the harmonics or whatever he's doing with the, you know, yeah. kind of the, the chugging is so, so great. But yeah, yeah, the video, I, I Sonny, I cannot separate the song from the video for you whatever like the reason. Fake, fake keyboard playing? Oh is that what my it is? God. It just is so, so bad. I Unfortunately, yeah, they missed the boat on, yeah, think about it. They could have done the videos. Three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was just, they were just behind when things were going to get really interesting. But yeah. yeah, Bad Medicine, I love that song the first time I heard it. But you're right. And I'm not usually a fan of even the verse melody kind of follows the the guitar. Yeah, which riffing. I don't mind that. I like that sometimes. I, I sometimes do and I sometimes don't. And even the chorus follows the riff, right? Yeah. I, again, that stuff, because yeah, then it just goes, it goes on and on too long. It definitely definitely goes on too too long but i i i just love it so i'm going with bad medicine over over separate ways oh damn damn video damn video for that song all right so next up so center my love versus living in sin which you know center my love is more of a traditional ballad and living in sin is well i don't know how you'd describe it but so it's a slow song to me is mid-tempo maybe slow right um living in sin's good it's better than living in sin at the holiday inn that's for damn sure um but it can't touch sender my love dude that is absolutely classic and hearing jeff do it on a piano dude he kills that song oh wow because it's in perry's singing it well but he's not in open arms territory so he actually leaves it a little bit doable. And if you get the right singer, man, it sounds amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So Center My Love. That's Holly's favorite uh favorite oh, journey it? song. Yeah. Oh, so man, oh man. I mean, I've I've heard it way more, obviously, since I met her 25 years ago. But uh yeah, love love that song. And even went back and looked at that video. If you remember that video. Again, it shows them just playing. It's yeah. just clips of them like playing live, but it's, but it's pretty cool. But yeah, great, great song. Living in Sin, I like parts of it, but I don't know the use of "daddy," the word <laughs> twice in the first verse. I don't know. I watched that video too. I had forgotten about that video, but that thing was pretty risque, man. Oh yeah, for eighty-seven. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. I for forgot. 88? Wait, when did? Yeah, 80, 88. 88, probably yeah. Probably 88. 88. Yeah, but yeah. man, oh man. Yeah. And then some great screams from John kind of yeah, at the yeah. end. But yeah, I'm, you're right. It it can't. It cannot touch Cinder, my love. So yeah. we are on the same page there. So next up, so Chain Reaction versus Lay Your Hands on Me. So a couple of rockers off of these albums. This was honestly the toughest choice of all of the choices today because I'm not in love with either one of these songs. Um, it depends on the day. I can tolerate both. I don't skip them by any means. But uh, play your hands on me. Is, it just depends on the day. Like on my notes right now, I have lay your hands on me as the winner. And I really want to tell you I'd rather have chain reaction. Like that's how <laughs> close it is. And I filled this out a few days ago. So it literally depends on the day. 
or or you're thinking of the video I sent you. <laughs> you're like, I can't <laughs> yeah. choose layer. If that guy's all. doing layer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's done. Oh, that's funny. But it's and so again, funny that because of MTV, <laughs> I can recite a lot more of Lay Your Hands on Me than I can recite of Chain Reaction. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and again, that video here's Bon Jovi not not yeah. spending a bunch of money because they're just showing yeah. live clips or whatever. But that showing that crowd, showing the scaffolding that they had going around the arena, you know, where yeah. John was running, all that stuff, you know, ties into my love for this song. And I mean, the first line, "If you're ready, I'm willing and able," you know, just just great. And and the the chorus is is big and. Kind of churchy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, but just, just awesome, awesome song. Chain Reaction's a cool, a cool rocker, you know. But yeah, I can't. Uh, the chorus call and response is cool, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I can't reach back and really yeah. recite anything from it. So, I'm, I'm going with "Lay Your Hands on Me" as, as well. So next up, so after the fall and born to be my baby. Uh, so here we got uh, one of my favorite Bon Jovi songs against not one of my favorite German songs. So that's pretty easy. I've, I love Born to Be My Baby from the first time I heard it. I It probably cemented my forever Bon Jovi love because it was coming after Slippery, right? And, and you hear the song just like, oh, God, that is so awesome. And if you remember the video, that uh, they were in the recording studio. Yes. You could hear, like they would cut just to the vocal, cut just to the guitar. starting to get into hey i'm going to be in a rock band i want to do those things and it felt so real and uh yeah i gotta go with born to be my baby the whole way that's that's awesome that you brought i did make a note about that video part and loving the fact you know at the beginning that shows them in this in this you know in the in front of the console 
talking about something, then they kick into it. But yeah, they isolate those instruments uh, in the video, which was really, which was really cool. But yeah, I I loved the song the first when it came out. I don't know if I saw the video or heard on the radio first. But so here's a uh, so Desmond Child was on here. So think about this. You were born to be my baby, and baby, I was made to be your man. What does that sound like? Does that sound like I was made for loving you <laughs> at all? Just those lyrics? It, I was like, ah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And the na-na-nas are yeah. good. I'm a sucker for that stuff. After the Fall is fine. You know, mid-tempo song, the chorus, can't stop falling, heartaches calling. All that great, you know, great melody, but yeah, I don't think it can it can touch "Born to Be My Baby." What was surprising to me is that "Born to Be My Baby" made it to number three. Oh yeah, that doesn't that, surprise me. I I was surprised. I mean, I knew it was a a single. I knew I had a video, but I didn't know that it was a top five song. That that blew me away, actually. So interesting. All right, so we're on the same page with that one. All right, last matchup, faithfully versus I'll be there for you. <laughs> so what's interesting with Frontiers is to me, the 10 songs, there's like four really great ones and then six main, right? So Faithfully is, <laughs> it's open arms-esque. <laughs> like it is up there. But I... I'll Be There For You is my favorite Bon Jovi song. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is my favorite Bon Jovi song. Okay. So simple, <laughs> right? It caught me right as I was breaking up with my first girlfriend. Okay, yeah. Like, it's just the timing of it. And, uh, man, I have heard that song probably 10,000 times, I think. I probably yeah. heard Faithfully 10,000 times, too. <laughs> Any yeah. other Bon Jovi song would have most likely lost to Faithfully, but I'll be there for you, Will. Now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, great. Two great, great yeah. ballads. Um, obviously, I mean, it's you know they they were trying to Bon Jovi was trying to maybe recapture some of that call and response from Wanted Dead or Alive, you know, yeah. a little bit. Like you said, Faithfully is a is open arms, uh, you know, part part two type of type of thing again love the faithfully video life on the road thing and but i mean the outro of faithfully the woe-o's perry's vocal the i'm still yours i'm forever yours i mean <laughs> my god i mean that emotion that in the video again here's the video coming into play with me i that just edges it for me so i'm, I'm going with faithfully but again yeah. yeah love both songs but uh faithfully just just edges it in a little bit so dude i heard your suitcase say goodbye i don't know who wrote that line <laughs> that is such a great That's... line it is yeah this is a great line <laughs> oh good stuff good stuff well, I hope that was fun for you, Sonny. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's I mean, unique for me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, these are, like I said, I, it, it arguably, you know, based on the, their halves of the 80s, yeah. like in the point you made, Sonny, about Journey, Journey, you oh. missed, you missed the boat. Oh, my God, you picked the worst possible time to break up. Oh, Good geez. Lord. GNR? 
did the same thing. Van Halen, if they would have stuck it out through the 90s, 2000s, they have another five, six, seven albums probably. Yeah. Like they just just get along. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So on to the Slam Fest tip of the week. So real-time show, so pre-gaming song selections, listening, you know, listening to stuff, driving to the venue and all that stuff. So as I kind of talked about the set list, I figured, you know, the Journey one was only going to play songs from those five albums. So I thought, hey, I'm going to listen to songs, one song from each of the the other albums uh, and kind of put it in a playlist. Same thing with Bon Jovi, you know, from Crush kind of through 2020. I'm going to play songs. So I alternated songs through that which was interesting those first three journey albums were interesting listen as you see <laughs> the songs that i chose from from there to play some music captain crush and the beauty queen from mars it's all too much hook me up karma i am one more one step closer world gone wild fast cars in self-defense that's what the water made me what it takes to win i'm your man Human Feel, Roller Coaster, Come Away With Me, and finished up with Beautiful Drug. You know, I'm not as familiar with the, I've heard all the Bon Jovi albums, but some of them I may have only listened to and then didn't necessarily go back to it, right? So going back and kind of listening, I listened to all of these over the last month and, you know, just kind of, oh, yeah. I They're not terrible. You know, there's some, there is some decent stuff on it, but there's also some questionable stuff. On it. <laughs> It'll just never, for me, it can't recapture my teens, my twenties. Yeah, right. it just can't do it, right? right? And you know, if you would have put this 18 song list on the drive, and I was in the car, <laughs> except for Captain Crash, I would have been like, "Who the hell are we listening to?" I'd have been all over you. I'm like, really? Are you a fan of of Captain Crash? You like that? Yeah, I am. I I know that. It's a cool song. Yeah. But the other 17, (laughs) I've maybe heard one time. Maybe. Dude, I don't even remember what that's what the water made me. Like, I don't remember (laughs) what that that is. I can't tell you which album that's on. (laughs) That might be on. Lost you just randomly pick shit out of albums. That's <laughs> I did. did. I did. That's what I did. Uh, but it kind of it, it forced me to go back and listen to some of these albums. Did your brother go to the show with you? No, he didn't. Oh, because if he <laughs> no. was in the car, he'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> he would have strangled me probably as well, right? <laughs> oh, and then, so then in the, in the lot, so I thought, hey. You got Journey from California. You got Bon Jovi from New Jersey, and then you've got some Family Tree stuff, which is which is cool to pull out. So that's that's what I that's what I did. So the songs I listened to in the lot: All American Boy, YNT, She's a Tease, Autograph, Big Talk, Warrant, Rockin' Horse, Bad English, Romeo Delight, Van Halen, Everything I Wanted, The Bangles, Back on the Streets. Vinnie Vincent Invasion, Call It What You Want, Tesla, Hell on My Heels, Bullet Boys, Crawling Back, Tall Stories, Don't Tread on Me, Damn Yankees, I'm So Hot For You, Twisted Sister, Will I Ever Understand, Berlin, Making a Mess, Skid Row, A Little Ain't Enough, David Lee Roth, Waiting in That Line, Trickster, 
Don't Lie to Me, Dokken, Top of the Pops, The Smithereens, The Doctor, The Doobie Brothers, Runaround, Van Halen, Don't Change That Song, Faster Pussycat, Murder Incorporated, Bruce Springsteen, Doctor Me, Great White, I Want You Back, The Storm, Animation, HSAS, Looking for Love, Rat, Heart on the Line, House of Lords, The Wild and the Young, Quiet Riot, Waiting on a Thin Line, Huey Lewis in the News, When You Close Your Eyes, Night Ranger, Falling In and Out of Love, Lita Ford, Big Love, Mr. Big, Bad Taste, Hardline, More Than Ever, Nelson, Jammin' Me, Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker, and finished up with Drinking Again by Neverland. I was there for a long time, Sonny. Uh, yeah, I see that. 36 <laughs> songs. Good Lord. But I, I figured you'd like the first song I played. Oh, yeah. All-American Boy. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of these songs I liked. I, oh, yeah. Dude, I haven't heard Drinking Again in oh, a long God. time. So I saw that on the list. And I'm like, let me go pull out the Neverland album. And I don't have it. Oh, I thought no. I had the album. I guess I don't have it. Well, so you've got that song on Bill and Ted's. Yeah. It's on Bill and Ted's Bogus. But yeah, yeah. that album. What, did you own Neverland? I thought, some I, thought I did. Oh, man. Because it's a hard one to get. Let you know, yeah. Double check and let me yeah. know. I can. I'll burn a copy and shoot it. Oh, I can get it on. I mean, I can get it on YouTube. That's easy. oh, it's probably on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I found it somehow back in the. I somehow I ordered it back in the day because I yeah I love that song. I'm like, who are these guys? Yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. But yeah, I kind of I kind of bounced around a, a little bit. You know, playing some uh, what I play, had some bangles in there. Oh yeah. Damn Yankees, Damn tall Yankees. stories, very nice. Yeah, so well, that's from thanks to you, the storm. I mean, I heard that stuff <laughs> yeah. on Growing Up Rock, so that's <laughs> that's why that stuff was played. But like HSAS and Hardline, yeah, yeah playing some of those uh, those family tree songs. So good stuff. It was fun. It was definitely a, a good time. But so funny. I mean, the temperature it's in, it was in the twenties, and some people <laughs> actually pulled up and got chairs out and we're going to go like people get in line right to kind of yeah. get obviously the, they got chairs out and thought they were going to go sit by the front door to come in they sunny they were there for like two minutes <laughs> and they got back in their car and turned it on and got the heat going i was like what are these people doing do they realize it's not july it's freaking the middle of december in in detroit for crying yeah. out loud so wow. anyway good stuff so now to close this episode out with a which side are you on? So again, keep with the Journey versus Bon Jovi theme here and mix this up a little bit. But let's take side one off of a Journey album and put it up against side one from a Bon Jovi album. So what are we going to go with? We're going to go with the albums that followed these huge albums by both bands. So, side one from Journey's ninth studio album, Raised on Radio, or side one from Bon Jovi's fifth studio album, Keep the Faith. So, Raised on Radio, released April 21st, 1986, produced by Steve Perry, which is interesting, charted number four and certified two times platinum so no bassist ross valerie he's gone by this point oh so the stories there 
<laughs> so Perry goes and does a solo album. Sean is beyond pissed because some of the huge songs should have been Journey songs as far as Neil's concerned. How yeah. dare you? I yeah. go do this thing with Jan Hammer and you go do stuff this Journey? Like, that's not right, right? <laughs> so Steve's like, well, I'm not coming back to Journey unless I have control. So he the band decides and the management decides to relinquish control to Steve because he's so hot right now. Mm -hmm. And the first thing he does is start getting rid of members. He didn't like (laughs) (laughs) because he wanted this like soul R and B type feel. And the guys that got rid of it, just like, you guys don't have, you can't do Right. Right. You can't get what I need. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and that raised on radio, that record is poppy as hell. Well, and it, it sounds, some of that stuff sounds like hauling oats. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what you just said, which yeah. is what he was going for. So, yeah. what do you think of the first side of raised on radio, Sonny? Girl Can't Help It is absolutely a highlight. Be Good to Yourself is absolutely <laughs> a highlight. And I would say at times underrated. Yes. Um, Positive touch, Suzanne. Once you love somebody and happy to give, Suzanne's probably my favorite out of those four, and I can tolerate positive touch. The other two are meh to me. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. Um, it's again one of those albums that's got like three or four great songs, and then the rest are they're listenable. Like I'm too yeah. fat and lazy to get up and change it, <laughs> right? But right. it's it's something where. I might tell you, shut the hell up when Girl Can't Help It is playing, but might talk over Suzanne. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Girl Can't Help It, Be Good to Yourself. I I would have loved to have seen this tribute band play either one of those two songs. Yeah. I mean, that that would have been great. I be love... Good to Yourself is totally doable. Why didn't they it's do that? totally doable. And it actually reminds me, Be Good to Yourself always reminded me of the Kenny Loggins, Steve Perry song, Don't Fight It. They kind of... Oh, it kind of yeah. ha- it kind of has a similar vibe to it, but yeah, I'm with you. Those two songs, and then positive touch, eh, it's okay. And Suzanne, I like almost everything about it except the core. I don't like the chorus. <laughs> I, I just I don't know something with the chorus doesn't do anything for me. And then once you love somebody, funky bass, you know, line. It's a funky kind of song, and then happy to give is, eh, I don't know. I, you know that it's funny when I heard that again. I it almost took me back. I'm like, how how did I have heard this? Because it's not a single, but I, just that happy to give <laughs> part. It just was like, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't do a ton. But yeah, there's obviously two classics on on side yeah. one for sure. So now keep the faith. Released November third of ninety two. Produced by Bob Rock. So they moved on from Fairbairn. For this one, charted number five and is also certified two times platinum. And only two of the songs co-written by Desmond Child. So, so everything else was was just the guys. So what do you think of these six songs? What stands out? Uh, bring Desmond back. That's what stands out. Because <laughs> if we would have done side two, side two's rough. Yeah. Right? yeah <laughs> side yeah. two is rough. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but we didn't do side two. So let's go with side one. <laughs> Uh, I believe I've got meh written all over it. Keep the faith. It's good, but damn, does it get preachy live, dude. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Throw Bibles into the crowd. 
yeah. I'll sleep when I'm dead is so fun. Right? So that that is a fun song. Indy's arms are tolerable. I'm going to skip Bed of Roses for a second. If yep. I was your mother's okay. Bed of Roses is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. I will tell you off the air a story that I cannot tell on the air. <laughs> but Bed of Roses is absolutely <laughs> outstanding. And you will understand when I tell you the story. The story? All right. Yeah, I got you. So, yeah. So, th- so this album, when this came out, so I'm a sophomore in college. My, you know, music music has changed, obviously, right? Yeah. I'm kind of dabbling. Allison Change is already out there. Yeah. I am dabbling in some of that stuff. And so yeah. I remember hearing Keep the Faith being released, and it was kind of head-scratching a little. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what i what i think of it i like the song now i think that pre-chorus that everybody needs somebody to love part sounds like def leppard actually like those backing vocals anyway so it's 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 a good song i believe it's it's oh it's okay It, it it falls short obviously as the other two the previous two albums and their openers blessed union of souls right that's the good i believe oh have you ever heard that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's, that's right. the good, I believe. I, Blessed Union of Souls, good, Yes, too. you're right. That's no, a you're right. deep, deep pull right <laughs> <That's> there. A... <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are some woes and some yeah, yeahs at the end of that song. I, anyway, I, so I, I, I like it okay. I'll Sleep When I'm Dead is fun, right? It's a Desmond yeah. Child co-write and... and, and 99 yeah, heavy, in the Shade, same heavy, thing. Yeah, heavy yeah. piano going yeah. on in there, which I like, uh, is, is cool. In these arms, I adore. I love that. I've loved that song from the first time. I, I think I saw the video originally for it. But that uh, that chorus melody and the the use of the word "yeah," I love ya. I please ya. I you know I just think is so brilliant the way that 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 rolls off. I just I love that song. Bed of Roses. It's kind of too slow for me and the lyrics are a little cheesy and pandering for me so again i like bon jovi's ballads this is probably not yeah well is not one of my one of my favorites if i was your mother is actually kind of a heavy there's some heavy riffing going on there he's got pinch harmonics going you know he's anyway it's it's uh it's a heavy song and i kind of like the last at the end uh, John Bon Jovi's got some cool interjections, but you can't hear what he's saying. It's like underlying, and it's in the background. But anyway, kind of, kind of like, uh, kind of like the the ending of that song. So an interesting side. Yeah, I was not gonna go with side two of, of this album, or or put side one of this album against side two of this album. So went with side one of of both. But which one would you go with, Sonny, if you had to choose one? I gotta go with Keep the Faith. Yeah. Yeah, I really like those two uh, Journey songs, but if I yeah. had my choice, I'd go keep the faith. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I see what Steve was going for <laughs> yeah. with Raised on Red. Again, you're a huge Hall & Oates fan. I love oh, Hall yeah. & Oates, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, but yeah, the, the songs just didn't, they just, it, they just didn't have, they just didn't have enough. I'm with you. Keep, keep the faith is just stronger than side one of raised on radio so we're yeah. on the same page there one thing with hall of notes is 
if you think about it, a lot of the songs you like are peppy. Yeah. Raised on Radio is not peppy. <laughs> right? I think he was going for more like Motown. Right. right? Yes. And, and so it doesn't have that Philly soul that brings a little peppy to it. Right? Even the starting, like songs like Starting All Over Again. Like yeah. there's a little bit of R&B, blues, like uh, almost choir type yeah stuff yeah right and it's it's not this (laughs) (laughs) yes agreed agreed all right sonny thank you so much for joining me appreciate you coming on during this busy time of year and uh you know giving me your thoughts on on these two great bands which i know you're a fan of so no i appreciate the invite anytime dude i love talking rock you know me yeah yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so check out Sonny on Growing Up Rock and Podcast Rock City. So yeah, Growing Up Rock is Sunday mornings and Podcast Rock City is Sunday nights. You're busy on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Growing Up Rock has some, uh, if it was recorded on Sundays, I would be busy on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, it just drops on Sunday mornings, yeah. which is which is good. You guys own Sunday morning, man. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my coffee and making pancakes uh oh uh, yeah listen for sure for sure yeah. so oh my so, god wait till you hear the christmas episode <laughs> don't <laughs> eat your pancakes early <laughs> has anyone seen the tribute bands jovi or infinity and beyond or any bon jovi or journey tribute band for that matter If so, when and where and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? What are your thoughts on Journey's seventh studio album, Escape, versus Bon Jovi's third studio album, Slippery When Wet, and Journey's eighth studio album, Frontiers, versus Bon Jovi's fourth studio album, New Jersey? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on the first side of Journey's ninth studio album, Raised on Radio, from 1986? versus the first side of Bon Jovi's fifth studio album from 1992. Which one do you prefer? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>